All right, so last time we talked all about how uh, the United States was handling things at the end of World War I, all the economic booms that are going on, but we got to look more into why that economic booms happened. And the big thing was the government in the 1920s was roaring. And what I mean by roaring is they were really looking to set businesses up for the right thing. First guy who takes over as president, his name is Warren G. Harding. And Warren G. Harding, from right here in Ohio, he is going to campaign. Um, basically, we don't want to be like Woodrow Wilson was. And we want to get rid of all these progressive reforms and all that. And people wanted that change. There's different interpretations as to why he won. But really, they wanted to push the support of new legislation that was designed to advance business interests. So he is going to dislike the new income tax that just passed it. Instead, he wants to lower everything else as he's going through things. He wants to push for new for new corporations and everything and or lower corporation taxes and everything like that. And Harding, you know, is going to really favor a return to traditional laissez-faire. And they want to reduce government regulation. They want to allow businesses to be normal. And, you know, all types of normal. Where there's not going to be a very big push through everything that goes on with that. Now, here becomes where Harding becomes a little bit sketchy. Is that Harding had a big problem within his administration. Because Harding wasn't the most intelligent president we've ever had. Instead, Harding just kind of did the job. He was a very nice guy, but he wasn't very smart. And while that's okay, he didn't really get what he was getting into as being president. So since he doesn't master how complex this job is, he just delegates everything off to somebody else. And he's going to give a lot of power to people from Ohio and called the Ohio gang. And literally there is drinking and gambling buddies from here in Ohio. And they aren't honest people. They're just people who are in it for whatever reason. There's a man named Charles Forbes. He worked for the Veterans Bureau and he actually buys $70,000 worth of floor cleaner, which was enough for 100 years of clean floors. And he paid more than 24 times the price than was fair because he had investment within the floor cleaning company. Another guy of his, his name's uh, another friend, is the Attorney General. His name is Henry, Harry Darty, and he's literally gonna use his position of power to accept payment from criminals. As the, as the Attorney General, the top lawyer in our country, he is basically accepting bribes from uh, these people who are running different uh, gangs, essentially, throughout the country. Now, the bigger issue, though, came with the, something called the T-Dome Pot Scandal Hits. And what that is, is there are two. So the T-Dome Pot Scandal is going to come around. And really what that is, is that the Secretary of the Interior, he is going to sell oil reserves in Wyoming and California to private, to private industry so that he can make money. Highly illegal, big time bribes. He's going to actually do, serve a year in jail. Harding gets... You know, everybody really was looking at what a great man Harding was. Harding is a heart attack as this is all coming out. And as this all starts coming out, after the nation mourns his death, they kind of realize he was involved with some sketchy and shady people. What that brings us to is our next person who's really going to help run this country. And his name is Calvin, Calvin Coolidge, step, stepping in and taking over. So, Silent Cal, as he was called, was quiet, honest, and frugal. And he's a man who measured his words carefully. He placed his trust in business and put his administration in the hands of Ben, who had similar values of an older America. So, <coughs> what that means is that he is going to basically sit there, work on reducing the national debt, 
trimming the fat of the federal budget, lowering taxes to give incentives to business. He's going to collectively uh, refer to as the melon income tax cuts, which the Revenue Acts of 1921, 24, 26 successfully lower the marginal tax rates on individuals and corporations. While all this is going on, what that does is that unemployment can strictly rise or strictly decline from 6% to 3%. All workers all over are able to get a much better situation for them. But let's get to the problems because there's some very big problems going on in the world right now as this is happening. And the biggest one is that farmers are really going to struggle. They can't keep their land because the prices of everything else is falling. They can't keep that at a profit. Labor unions are also going to demand high wages and better working conditions, but that's not being met. African-Americans are having severe discrimination. Mexican-Americans, probably even worse than African-Americans. Congress is ridiculed for not passing a law that allowed it that made it illegal to lynch people. That's how bad it is of things that we're talking about. But where did America stand within the rest of the world? The rest of the world was struggling, and for once, America was on top. They came out of the war extremely strong, extremely confident, and everything like that. But after World War I, there was a ton of instability all throughout the world, not just in the United States, but also throughout other pieces of the nation. The first thing that's going to happen is the U.S. Uh, foreign, part, foreign policy really focused on reducing uh, naval arms. They really wanted to make sure that everybody kind of got along to a point in which they would not push forward against these different you know, naval disputes. The Washington Naval Disarmament Conference came up with four solutions. So the first one was a four-power pact between U.S., Britain, France, and Japan. And that said that any disagreement between two countries regarding territorial profession in the Pacific, they would all come together before any action was taken. Then there was the five-power naval limitation uh, treaty, which said that United States, Britain, France, Japan, and Italy, all sea-based nations, they would reduce the number of warships in their possession. Then there was the Nine Power Act, and this was the U.S., China, Britain, France, Japan, Italy, Belgium, Netherlands, and Portugal, and China was to open its doors equally to everybody there as long as we recognize China as equal. So that all sounded well and good. It was a, a way, a system in which we are trying to really control what is going to happen on the seas because we think that might lead to the next war. Instead, or after that, we signed something called the Kellogg-Brand Act, which what the Kellogg-Brand Act was outlawed war. And everybody signed. I think we got 62 other nations to sign saying war is illegal. Here's the problem. You can't enforce it, war being illegal. It's not possible. It's not possible in any way, shape, or form. And because it was, it made it just ridiculous but everybody walked away saying man look at how great we are now the biggest travesty is going to be something called the dawes act the united states refused to forgive britain and france of their of their loans that they had taken out from american money during world war one britain and france refused to stop collecting reparation payments from germany so the United States works out a plan called the Dawes Act in which the U.S. loans money to Germany, which enables Germany to pay back Britain and France. When Britain and France get their money and they reap, and then that allows Britain and France to repay back all these debts. So it's a loan to pay off a loan to pay off another loan. 
It's a three-leveled system, and this is all based on U.S. money. The problem is going to be the U.S. economy wasn't nearly as strong as we thought, and when we can't start loaning money to Germany, or when we can't continue to loan money to Germany, it leads to a world collapse in our economic system. We will get into that more as we move on. Next week, we're going to be talking about kind of some of the differences between the rich and the poor in our nation, but on that, on that note, have a good rest of your day. I will talk to everybody soon.